Hey guys, welcome to episode 3 of Lions Talk Podcast. I'm your host, Bobby Regan, and I'd like to apologize real quick for delaying this episode a little bit. Just got a little busy last night and forgot to record it. But, I'm here, here I am back, just got to record this. Um, this will be a shorter episode like the last one, probably even shorter than the last one. There's not too much to talk about right now, not a lot going on in the NFL world. But, real quick before we get into the three main topics, I just wanted to cover a uh, Gerard Davis's fifth-year option got declined, and um, I think this is a move that most of us saw. I know I saw it coming. I mean, I love Gerard Davis, the person. He, you know, great leader, really hard work ethic, worth work ethic, tries really hard. Just not a great football player. The production hasn't been there through his first three seasons, and it didn't make this uh, sense for the Lions to guarantee him another year at roughly ten million dollars. Just the value is not there. So I like the idea of them declining that and making him come in this year as his last year with an actual guaranteed contract in the NFL and make him play, you know, play for another contract, make prove to the Lions organization and to other organizations that he's worth a contract. So just wanted to go go through that real quick and talk that and just say that they did officially decline it. Um, Matt Patricia came out this morning, I believe it was, made some comments about how. Jared Davis is like a great guy to have around the locker room and stuff. And, you know, that's all true. I mean, you read anything about him, you watch his interviews. He's a great guy. He buys into the system. He tries really hard. That's the type of guy, you know, with, we keep talking culture for this team. They got to build this culture. Jared Davis is a culture builder. That's, that's the type of player you want in the locker room. It's just the price on that fifth year option did not make sense. And honestly, even if, he doesn't have a great season this year. I wouldn't be surprised to see the Lions try to resign himself because I really do believe Patricia really likes him. His teammates really likes him. Really likes him. The front office likes him. He's a he's a good guy, and I would love to see. I really want him to come out and have a great season this year. Not just because it would help the Lions, but because he, I I I'm rooting for him. I want him to succeed in this league. He is a good dude, but. Like I said, I just wanted to go through that real quick before I jump into the these main topics. And I really only have three, so this would be a really short episode. But the first main topic I wanted to talk about, um, these are topics that I got from you guys. You guys have been kind of telling me what you want to hear me talk about. And just please keep doing that. Just hit me up in my DMs. Tweet at me either way. Just let me know what you want to hear me talk about, and I'll record an episode. Um, but... The first topic I wanted to talk about is uh, I was asked to just uh, talk about who I believe of in the running backs core will get the most carries. And personally, I think it's going to be Swift. If we all injuries aside, you take out injuries, I think it will still be Swift because this or this front office was put in a win now situation. They from us on the outside looking in, it looks like they've basically been told they need a win this year or they're gone. And on a, with a roster that they had going into that draft as, as, with as many holes that they had, you do not take a running back in the second round if you think he's going to be a backup or a 50% carries guy. DeAndre Swift is going to get a lot of touches this year. He's going to get a lot of carries. He's going to get a lot of receptions. He's going to get the football. You do not draft a man in the second round in a boomer bust year to not touch the football. So I really believe that DeAndre Swift will get the bulk of the carries and also you gotta factor in carry on Johnson. 
the injury history that we've seen these last two years and throughout his college career, he's just he just hasn't had the durability. And I, we all wish he would. I mean, he's a great player, and you know we love watching him play, but the durability just hasn't been there. And so, I think when the season's over, carries alone. I I I think carries alone might be qu- might be closer than people will think. But I think by the end of the year, if you look at total touches. DeAndre Swift will have a decent amount more than carry on Johnson. Um, topic two, just they, uh, I was asked to talk about Kenny Galladay and if I think he'll be extended. And to me, this is just a no brainer move. I mean, you have to extend Kenny Galladay. You don't have, I think Quintus Cephas is the only receiver signed through this, like not just this season, but the season following. I think every other receiver on roster right now is a free agent after this season. So, I mean, Kenny Galladay, he's young. He the production's there. He was great with Stafford last year, and he was still very good when Stafford went down last year. Um, Stafford trusts him. Him and Stafford, they have a great connection. Uh, you just there's no way you cannot sign this man. Um, when it comes to the actual contract and its size, that's not really one of my fortes. I'm not great at predicting contracts and you know what they'll look like. I mean. I would assume it'd be a four or five year extension. I, I don't think it's going to be breaking the bank like Amari Cooper or anyone like that, but I think it'd be a f- nice, sizable extension. I, I'm just, I'm not, I've never been good at predicting what contract extensions will look like. Um, but yeah, again, like I said, this is a no brainer move. You, there's no way you can go on without Kenny Galladay. I mean, you'll be, you'd have to look to the free agency and the draft to replace all of your top receivers. And, you know, even talking Kenny Galladay, I think it'd be a good idea to extend Marvin Jones for another two or three seasons. I mean, I know he's, I believe he's 30 now, but he still has good football in him. He played really good last year. He had that, I believe it was four touchdowns against Minnesota. He still has really good football left in him. And again, he's another guy, him and Stafford, they have a great connection. Stafford trusts him. He, you know, he'll put the ball in the air and let Marvin Jones make the play. And that's that's what you love to see between a quarterback and receiver. And there's no way you can lose, you know, two of those guys in the same offseason. That that would just be a crushing blow to this team. Um oh also real quick, I wanna go take a quick step back to topic one and talk about the running backs. Another thing I want to talk about with running backs is a lot of people have been, you know, talking about who they think are the running backs that'll make the final roster for the Lions. I don't believe Bo Scarborough will. Uh, I know that's an unpopular opinion, and honestly, I hate saying it myself because, you know, Bo came in last year, played his heart out, played really good football, and we all, you know, rallied behind him as a fandom and cheered him on. But Bo, Bo Scarborough, he's not your number one running back on your roster. He's not your number two running back on your roster. And once, you, you know, if you're not one of the top two backs on the roster, if you're not getting the bulk of carries, you gotta be able to contribute on special teams, and I don't, I don't think he has the uh, potential to contribute on special teams quite like Ty Johnson or Jason Huntley. So I just wanted to real quick throw out my two cents that I, I wouldn't be surprised if both Scarborough ends up getting cut this uh, going into the season. I don't want him to. I really, I really like watching him play, and I think he could add a lot, add a, add more power to that backfield, but. I don't know if he's going to have the position versatility to stay on this roster. And um, so now topic three, uh, 
I was asked to talk about, do I think the Lions have a realistic shot at this division? And um, to really talk about this, let's go let's go look at the other three teams in the NFC North and kind of break them down quickly. So let's start with the Chicago Bears. The Bears, we all know how great that defense is. It's it's elite. They they're you know talent all over the place. Khalil Max, just a force to be reckoned with. They got a good second, a very good secondary. Uh, some good young linebackers. Their defense is legit. But when you go look at the offensive side of the ball, I mean, for goodness, like for God's sake, they have like thirty tight ends on roster right now. Like, eh, I guess they're going shotgun approach. You know, if you roll the die the dice eighty times, eventually you'll get a good roll. I, that's why I believe they're trying to do a tight end, but, but it's ridiculous how many tight ends they have. And honestly, Jimmy Graham hasn't really been much of anything the past couple seasons. Cole Komet is a good draft pick. I think he's a good player, but everyone knows how rookie tight ends work. I mean, they just, it takes them a while to get used to the game. <clears throat> but if you look at the rest of the roster, the, uh, you look at their quarterbacks, Trubisky. I don't think Trubisky as, is as quite as bad as some people will make him out to be, but he's pretty bad. I mean, with that said, he's still a, not a good quarterback. Um, yeah, I, I'm at no point in time do I wake up on Sunday morning and say, oh God, we have to play Trubisky this week. It's normally the opposite. I wake up and say, oh God, we get to play Trubisky this week. Uh, Nick Foles, again, not scared of him. Um, I honestly do think he'll win that QB battle, but... I mean, the, you're, you're splitting hairs when you're comparing those two quarterbacks. Trubisky's probably a better. He, I mean, he's more accurate, but he's just he's still not good. Their running backs core, uh, they they really weren't good at running the football last year. I don't expect them to be that good this year. David Montgomery did not give them what they thought that he would give them when they traded up to draft him. Uh, their offensive line. Is beat up. They've had some people retire, some people leave. I, I just think their offense will be a mess this year. So I really, I think the Bears will finish last in the division. I don't see them as a threat. I, I don't think their defense is good enough, is good enough to win them. You know, any more than four games, and I just don't think their offense is good at all. So I'm not, I'm not afraid of them. Next, you look at the Packers again. Their Packers defense is very good. Great pass rushers. Um, they got a good secondary. You know, Jair Alexander's a problem. Kevin King played great against the Lions last year. But when you look at their offense, they didn't improve their offense at all. I mean, Aaron Rodgers, uh, the difference between them and the Bears is they have Aaron Rodgers, and Aaron Rodgers is always a problem. He, You can give him absolutely nothing, and he'll still win a football game. He is ridiculously good. But their running backs, core Aaron Jones, and they draft A.J. Dillon. I like A.J. Dillon. I think he's a good player, but that just is odd to me. It makes me wonder if Aaron Jones, if they're uh, fearing that Aaron Jones may hold out this year, which if he does, I mean, that's just another knockdown on their offense. And then you go to their receiving core. Devontae Adams is a very good receiver, but look what happened last year when he went out with turf toe. I mean, their receivers are not good. They signed Devin Funches. He's not very good. Alan Lazard might be their second receiver on their team. Not very good. Um, is St. Brown, Marquez Valdez, Scaling, those guys just aren't very good. Their offensive line, their offensive line might have improved a little this year. I mean, they still return. Oh, God, what's his name that plays left tackle for them? 
Oh, it'll come to me eventually. Um, one of the best left tackles in the game. Great pass blocker. Absolutely flopped twice to get uh, hands to the face calls on Trey Flowers. Um, then Corey Lindsay's back at center. They bring in Rick Wagner to play right tackle. Rick Wagner wasn't great. I mean, he, Rick Wagner wasn't even really good last year. He was pretty bad. But it, it just feels like such Lions luck for him to go sign with you know Packers, the division rival, and just have the best year of his career next year. That, that just feels like something that would happen to the Lions. That's the type of stuff that happens to the Lions that just gets under my skin. It just really makes me fume. But, um, yeah, the Packers, they're, they're going to be a question mark this year. Um, they're a team that literally I could see them win six games. I could see them win 13 again. They, they won 13 last year, and they didn't really change their roster that much. I believe They won 13 last year, I believe. Let me look that up real quick. Sorry about this, guys. Just want to quick look up. Uh, yeah, thirteen and three last year. Uh, they could easily replicate that if they wanted to, or like, I mean, not if they want to, but like, they could easily replicate that. They, when you have Aaron Rodgers, you can never be counted out of a game. But again, like I said. Uh, there's a with them drafting Jordan Love in the first round. Aaron, there's a good se- a good chance that Aaron Rodgers comes out this year either like pissed off to the point he doesn't want to play for the team, or pissed off to the point where he carries them to thirteen and three again, just behind phenomenal play. There's they're a big question mark for me. Um, I don't think they're very deep anywhere. Like I don't think there's a lot of spread out talent. They are like an injury, like. There's like two or three players, both on offense. Really, two players on offense. If one of Rodgers or Devontae Adams goes down, they're in trouble on offense. You look at defense. If they lose Jair Alexander, they're not deep at corner. Or if they lose one of those pass rushers. They're, honestly, their front seven's really really good, though, thinking about it. Because Kenny Clark, Preston Smith, Zadarius Smith, that, those are good players. But, yeah, the Packers, I think they... I really think the Lions, the Packers, and the Vikings are going to be fighting for the top of that division. And let me go through the Vikings roster real quick, break them down real quick, and then I'll kind of get more into how I see it playing out. But the Packers are a question mark to me. But talking about the Vikings, this is probably the all-around most talented team in the NFC North. Their defense is still really talented. Their offensive line is a big question mark, like always. I mean, Riley Reef is still their left tackle. They drafted Ezra Cleveland, who's just not very good. Uh, I think he'll be backing up. Re- uh, I think he'll just be kind of their backup swing tackle. Uh, Brian O'Neill, I believe, still their right tackle. Garrett Bradbury at center. Pat F. Line. These guys just aren't very good. So hopefully, with an improved pass rush from the Lions, they'll be able to bully those guys a bit. But Kirk Cousins is a very solid, very good starter in the NFL, above average quarterback. He can make some really awesome throws, but there are times where he will just not be very good. Um, it turns out that those times just don't happen to be against the Lions this la- this past year. They just against the Lions. That's when he, I mean, last year was pretty easy to play against the Lions defense. They're pretty Swiss cheese, but he, you know, Kirk Cousins is probably coming off the best year of his career, but he still has those games. I think it was early in their season. He had like a hundred something passing yards, no touchdowns, and they still won. Like. 
those those are just game like very few other teams in the NFL. No other team in the NFC North, maybe the Bears, but like Packers and Lions, no way they're winning a game where Rodgers or Stafford puts up a hundred yards and no touchdowns. That's just not happening. So Kirk Cousins, he's a, he's a good quarterback. I think people talk him down too much because he's still got a lot of talent, a lot of arm talent. But man, he has so much help around him. I mean, let's just go ahead and go to running back Dalvin Cook's insane. He has durability issues too, but man, he is so good. When he's healthy, he he's fighting for you know one of the best running backs in the league. He is he is that good. Uh, Alexander Madison was fine last year. Mike Boone was you know solid as a rotational guy. A receiver, Adam Thielen's always a problem. Uh, I really like Justin Jefferson, and you know of course the Vikings had to go out and get him. I think he'll have a really good rookie year. Tight end, they still have Kyle Rudolph, Irv Smith. Showed that he could be a bit of a matchup nightmare last year. I mean, he's a very talented player. And then again, defense, that front seven. Um, they lost Everson Griffin, but Daniel Hunter is still, he's a monster. And they lost Linville Joseph, I believe, too. I think he went to the Chargers. So their, their defense might be, now that I'm actually thinking about it, their defense might be taking a bit of a hit, but um, their linebacking core, I mean, they still have Eric Kendricks and, uh, Anthony Barr, those are both very good football players. And um, their secondary, Harrison Smith, still there. They lost Xavier Rhodes, but Xavier Rhodes really wasn't that good last year. I mean, he hasn't been the lockdown corner that, you know, that everyone remembers him being for about the last two seasons now. So, cornerback's another question mark for them. So, really, D-line and cornerback could end up being a question mark. I don't even know who the corners are now. That they still have Mike Hughes. Um, let me Google that real quick too. I I didn't even think to look at Minnesota's roster. I just forgot how many players they lost. But yeah, uh, Daniel Hunter on their D line though. He's he will forever be an issue, and as long as they have him, even no, I, I let me look at the rest of their D line. But Daniel Daniel Hunter. Uh, Anytime he gets matched up with Halapulavati this year, hey, it could be scary. Oh, yeah, I forgot to mention Amir Abdullah. Uh, I really liked Amir Abdullah. That that injury, just he just never was the same after that injury. Okay, so they drafted Cameron Dantzler. Uh, he's, he's, I really liked him coming out. But, you know, rookie corner, we'll have to see how he ends up. Jeff Gladney is another rookie corner they took who I liked. Holton Hills still there, Mike Hughes. So yeah, their their cornerbacks could end up being a bit of an issue for them. I they could in, their corners could end up struggling against guys like Galladay and Marvin Jones. Uh, Dino Hunter still there, of course. Uh, their other DNs aren't looking. Anthony Zettel, lols. Uh, D tackles. Yeah, look at the rest of their D line. Oh, they brought in Michael Pierce. Michael Pierce. From the Ravens, great, great, great nose tackle, great against the run. Kind of like a smaller Damon Harrison. He's like six foot, three hundred forty pounds, just large individual. Might be more than three forty. That dude is massive. Um, he is better against the pass as a pass rusher than I think some people give him credit for. Like he moves decently well for his size, but he's not a guy who's going to disrupt the pass. You know, be a great pass rusher. He's not like he's not going to be a you know big sack number guy by any means. He's more of just a run stuffer. But other than that, looking at their 
the D line, him and him and Daniel Hunter are the only guys on there that really are, you know, guys that I fear. And then looking at their linebackers, Anthony Barr, very good player. They uh, drafted Troy Die. I liked him coming out of Oregon. Uh, Eric Kendricks, of course. Huh. They signed Jordan Fair. Y'all probably don't know who that is. He's a rookie from Appalachian State. Uh, that's where I went to college. And when I was there, I worked for their football team. I was a equipment manager. Jordan Fair was uh, part of my position group. Him and Akeem Davis Gaither, who went to, I think the Bengals is where he went, or the Browns, one of the two. Uh, I worked with Akeem when he was at App State. Really cool dude. Really, really happy to see him get drafted. But yeah, looking at this roster, um, their defense. I mean, yeah, they're still they still got lots of talent. They still got you know Anthony Harris. I forgot to mention him while talking about their safeties and uh, Harrison Smith. I mean, so those two guys are very very good football players. But like their cornerbacks and their D line outside of Daniel Hunter, who when you're passing, you can kind of scheme for hold a tight end and you know. Uh, bring a fullback in to block. So honestly, their defense isn't as scary as I thought, as, as I you know as it's been in the past. But they always end up having a good, good defense, no matter what I think of them going into the season, talent wise. So I'm still thinking that their defense will end up being a really good one. But I don't think it's going to be quite as quite as intensive a pass rush as it's been in the past. Looking at their roster now, so now that I've kind of broken down each NFC North team, really think about it if. If we're talking, no team suffers it, like any like super serious injuries. Like all teams are relatively healthy. I think the Bears finish last, and the three remaining teams. I mean, the Lions need their defense to step up this year. I think they have the talent to be a top fifteen defense this year, but they got to actually go out and produce like a top fifteen defense. Um. Their secondary is very deep. They're deep at corner, deep at safety. Their linebacking core is solid enough. Uh, their D, their D lines, I think, very good and deep. So, and uh, the big thing that I think is going to change the Lions is they still have money to make a splash free agent move, and there's still some guys out there. So, like a Jadavion Clowney type, bring him in, and I mean, this whole conversation does that I'm having right now does it's completely just gone. It doesn't matter anymore because it's a whole new ball game. You have to completely restart because a guy like that can really change the outlook of your defense. But I think the Lions defense is a top fifth has the talent to be a top 15 unit as is, especially if um, the new D coordinator, the DB's coach from Philly, if he comes in and has them blitzing more because with some of the players they have, some of the athletes they have, they could run some really unique blitz packages. Um, their offense, the offensive line is going to be, can be, could be a bit of an issue this year, especially against a guy like a Daniel Hunter or Preston Smith, Zedaria Smith. But if their run game can be just slightly better than it was last year, and you have a healthy Matthew Stafford, Kenny Galladay, Marvin Jones, that trio, TJ Hawkinson takes, you know, the step forward that we believe he's going to take. I mean, that dude has potential for days if he can start showing you know, the progression to the player he could be. I think this Lions team has a chance to win the division. I don't think they will. If I'm being realistic, I think they'll be second in the division. I actually think the Packers will win it again. I think, um, cause I, I, with drafting Jordan Love, I don't think Aaron Rodgers is going to get mad and want to leave. I think he's going to get mad and be like, I'm still the best at what I do and just come out and have a ridiculous season. Hopefully I'm wrong, but that's just how I believe it's going to happen. Uh, I think the Lions will finish above the Vikings this year. 
I think they, I honestly think there's a good chance they could have last year if Stafford never went down. But yeah, I see them, I see them second division. But if you ask me if they could win the North, they definitely could. They, the Packers didn't improve. Like, I think of all the teams in the NFC North, the Lions improved substantially. The Vikings, uh, the Packers didn't really improve at all. They remained the same. And the Vikings kind of remained the same too, which, you know, I, some people might, like Vikings fans might get mad at me for saying, but I don't think that, like, when I say the Packers remain the same, that's a bad thing because they didn't lose a lot of players from last year and they remained the same. They just didn't make any impact moves this offseason. The Vikings lost a lot from last year, but I thought they made enough impact moves to kind of be roughly the same. I mean, Justin Jefferson's a really good football player. They made some good draft moves. Uh, Michael Pierce is going to really help in the run game, and he can push the pocket as a pa- uh, as a pass rusher if you need him to. So I don't think either of those teams really improved all that much. So I do think the Lions could do it. It's just things have to go their way. Stafford has to give you 16 games. Uh, Jonah Jackson has to come in and show that he is a starting caliber offensive guard. Joe Dahl either has to you know, play like he did last year, or Logan Sternberg has to come in and be like, you know, show that he was kind of one of the surprises of the draft and is a solid starting offensive guard. Halapulavati has to play up to the contract. He has to show that he, that, you know, last year, the, what he showed he could do as a swing tackle, that that can translate into a starting tackle. Defense, Julian Oquera has to be the pass rusher off the edge, unless the Lions go out and get an Everson Griffin or a um, Marcus Golden or Jadavian Clowney. But if not, Julian O'Quara has to be the athletic speedster off the edge and get pressure. Um, Jeff Okuda has to replicate one of those uh, rookie corn- cornerback seasons we've seen in the past uh, of guys like Marshawn Lattimore or Jalen Ramsey. If things like that go the Lions' way, and that's a lot of things that go their way, but things like that go their way, they could easily, I, I honestly believe they would have a shot to win the North. They're, you know, come in, coming into week 15, 16, 17, like, it would be like that situation where if they, you know, win two of the next three and the Vikings only win one of them, the Lions get the North. That type of situation. So uh, that's really all I got for this episode of the podcast. Thank you guys for listening. And uh, just, again, hit me up in my DMs. Let me know what you want me to talk about next. Thank you guys very much. Talk to you later.